Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Horror Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I am your host, Mike C., back in the studio once again. And with me every, each and every week is a good friend of mine. You know him. You love him. He's part Eddie Guerrero. He's part Eddie Munster. And he's a whole lot of Eddie money. Say hello to Rich. So two dead people and one person who has terminal cancer. Sure. Wow. Yeah. You're, you're not showing much faith in me. Yeah. Although I love all three. Yeah. That's not a shot at that. I, I'm a big Eddie Guerrero fan. I love Eddie Munster. And then, of course, Eddie Money, you know, two tickets to paradise, brother. Yeah. That's what we got right now in this podcast. Absolutely. Two to paradise. Absolutely. We're working hard for that money. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So, yes. No, I'm doing great, though. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, thanks for being here. You know, I was surprised that you get, you made it this week. I was. Uh, it's it's a we never know if you're going to be here. We never um, know. I'm, I'm I'm always here, Mike. If I <laughs> you haven't missed a show yet, I've I, missed more. If I was going to say if I wasn't here, we couldn't record the show. That's true. I'm the one that records and produces the show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which so. is why you're. That's where the part Eddie Munster comes in somewhere. I, uh, hardest we, working we, uh, producer. I don't think he's either of those. But. Yes, I'm, I'm heart travel agent, part uh, wrestler, part uh, child horror star. Yes. Okay, I'm with it. He may be alive. I don't know if he is or not. I'm not sure. I, 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 I think he's reason, still around. For some reason, I thought he passed away. But I, you know, if he didn't, I'm sorry, Eddie Munster. I yeah. I don't even remember your real name. I think his name is Butch something. It is Butch something. I can't remember what it was. Though. That's okay. Let's, let's, he's, he's always Eddie Munster to me. I, th- I think it's time to thank the fans for listening and then dive into the news. Yeah. <laughs> Good enough. We'll just we'll, we'll dive right in because we thank you guys every week and we're happy that you're listening. So you don't want to hear us talk anymore about this this mumbo jumbo. Yeah, I don't think they want to hear us talk about Eddie no. Money, Eddie Munster, Eddie, 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 anybody. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Who just, nightmare enough, he just signed like a $70 million deal to do a Netflix stand-up special. Yes. You seen that? Yeah. I did. I can't wait to see it though. It'd be good. It's been a while. I was a big Eddie Murphy, Ron Delirious fan. That is not horror, by the way. But it it could end up horror if he was is if because let's be honest, he hasn't done stand up since the eighties. Yeah. So this could be a nightmare scenario. But at least he made out with seventy two million dollars. Yes. He's happy. Bonuses. He's happy. We're happy. You guys are happy. My my big question here that will tie it into the show is when. Will he be producing or directing or writing a horror movie? Because that seems what comedians are doing these days. I know. I was thinking about that. That would make a good... Because think about it. We have Jordan Peele has done it. Yeah. We have uh, Chris Rock currently doing it. You know, if you're listening, Eddie Murphy, which you're probably not, you know... And of course, you have your your personal favorite person that is the comedian who has written a movie. You know, Halloween 2018. Crystal Reed? No, no, no. Halloween 2018. Oh, it's not Crystal Reed. Yeah, your favorite. No, I know who you're talking about. I'm just dodging it. I I know. You just don't want to mention. I don't want to say the name. Okay, I won't make you do it. I don't like him, but we know. Yeah, we do. At least we know. Well, 
We, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about Halloween in a minute, exactly. but there's bigger news. There's bigger news, and we're going to be talking more about it later on in the show as well. But there was you know, a tiny little movie. We mentioned this last week. It was a little, little tiny independent film, no special effects, no anything, Nothing. hardly any budget. It was called, starring starring some up and coming actors. Yeah, some up and coming people some you may or may not have heard of. I I had never heard James, of any of them. James Mac. James Mac. Something Macca or other. Something. Yeah. Uh, you know. Bill Bill Hader uh, Heater Heater Hater Hater Heater something like that. Anyway, well, there was this joking. tiny little film that came out called It Chapter Two. Uh, I know both of us got to see it this week. I hope that all of you listeners got to got to see it as well. It was and kind of the big event of the year and a tease for the third act of this particular podcast. We will be discussing in the third yeah, act. Yeah, we're going to review it, it a little bit. Two. So. We have a little dr- not not too many spoilers. Yeah, and yeah, because a lot of people probably didn't want to see it opening weekend just because there was such a big crowd. So we I won't give like, too much away. I feel like it's going to do a decent second week. Yeah, I, do I feel too. like by word of mouth, it's going to probably do another sixty million dollars. But what did it make opening week? Yeah, so in total, it made one hundred eighty-five million dollars uh you know again that's worldwide uh opening weekend uh it was projected in the united states to make uh over a hundred million dollars uh it actually only ended up making only only <laughs> oh the keyword here is only ended up making 91 million dollars here plus an additional 94 million internationally uh this would make it the second biggest opening weekend ever for a horror movie of course behind it chapter one it chapter one was number one I, uh, which made 123 million dollars in opening weekend here i do want to point this out I went to see it on Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Good time. And the theater, it was one of the big theaters at Regal Cinemas here in Binghamton, New York, mm-hmm. which we live in a small, it's a small city. It's probably the one that it's I was a, in. Yeah, it's a small city. Uh, yeah, Theater 5, I don't know if you're yeah. in Theater 5. So yep. Theater 5 is a big theater. And it was three quarters of the way full at 11 o'clock in the morning wow. to see it Chapter 2. A three-hour movie at 11 a.m., three quarters of the way full. I and that's usually God, when I, I go to see to a movie because it's cheaper and there's nobody there. Exactly. If I have to go alone. And I went I went with my friend Tony, and we both were sitting there, and literally we were shocked when we, like, we there was a line to concessions. Like, we waited in line for concessions for 20 minutes. I shit you not. And then we were in the movie theater looking around going, oh, that's why we were in line for 20 minutes. Because maybe some people were there for other movies. No. No, they were all there for it. Yeah. Well, obviously, it did pretty well. Uh, we, you know, I, I would say it was a success uh, due to the the massive success. Uh, there is some chatter that uh, Andy Muschietti and uh, uh, Bill Skarsgård, uh, they, they actually doing a little bit of talk, a little bit of chatter, that uh, they may eventually team up again to make a prequel. Uh, There's a lot of material there. I mean, this thing's been around every 27 years for millions of years. But then we get away from the source subject, really. I mean, there's in the book, there's brief mentions of like other times that he's come around, but there's nothing in depth. Uh, you're not dealing with a losers club anymore. And I believe that that I believe that that group is the reason why this movie was so successful. absolutely. Those I, kids acted their ass off in it, chapter one, and then the adults did a great job of portraying the children. We'll talk right. about this later. I mean, I shouldn't go deep into the the the, the review right now, but. I think that that's part of the thing there. People really related to... There was a character you could relate to no matter who. And if you go to a prequel now and all the thing you're carrying over is Pennywise. Right. And then you already know how that movie's going to end. Right. So, I mean, that's a little challenging. What I'm more excited about is something else he says he's going to do. Now, mind you, it's it's rumor until it happens. Uh, but he has stated to uh, sci- an interview with Sci-Fi Wire, Andy, and I'm talking about Andy Muschietti, of course, the director, and he has said that he is going to be putting out a super cut of It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2, which will put both the movies together and then also he's going to add in like ridiculous amounts of deleted scenes because i guess it chapter two was originally four hours long 
Yeah, that's I read what that he, too. The, he he said in that same interview that it was four hours long. Confirmed it. So he's saying he's going to take a bunch of the deleted scenes from It Chapter One, which there was less, I guess, deleted scenes from right. It Chapter One than It Chapter Two. He's going to take a bunch of them from It Chapter Two, where he's going to add those deleted scenes, bridge the movie together, do the super cut, which will be like an eight-hour movie. And on top of those scenes, here's the kicker. He says that he is going to go back and film more scenes. So in other words, he's saying that a completed movie, a completed double, you know, the whole two, chapter one, chapter two, completely completed, that they're going to go back and shoot scenes for this supercut. Right. And they just, like, the interviewer almost fell out. I, I swear to God, if you want to check it out, go look it up. It was Sci-Fi Wire. Look at the interviewer. Like, the interview, you can't see the interview, but you can hear the reaction. And it sounds like the interviewer is about to fall out of his chair. Like, wait wait a minute. The movie's already done. You mean you're going to shoot more scenes? He's like, and literally, he, uh, Andy Muschietti goes, mm-hmm, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Wow. I was like... Wow. So we may or may not, and I'm, I'm assuming we are because he seems to want to really do it, get a super cut of the movie. There's going to be both movies, deleted scenes, and extra scenes that still need to be shot. Right. And personally, if that happens, I'm in. And I will go over to Mike C's house and I will watch this whole movie. You'll I just camp care. out on my couch. Yeah, we just all day long. We'll do we'll do an all day marathon. We, we watched fine. two movies at your house in one we day did. before. We, we can did. do it again. I have a super comfortable couch. It's uh, I know, you kind of sink into it because it's, uh, it's I almost fell asleep on that couch. I've had the couch Boar. over ten years now, so it's it's uh, it's broken in. We were watching Bore on Shutter, and I almost yeah. fell asleep on that couch. So it was wonderful. But th- that's I, I I really I personally, if I can throw my name out there of a person who wants to see the supercut, me. All I right. want to see it. I would love to see the deleted scenes. And maybe Eddie Money. Eddie Money, too. Let's make it happen before Eddie Money's no longer with and us. And then you guys will need two tickets. That's, Never mind. Yes. And Never your mind. house can be paradise. <laughs> two well, tickets to paradise. Let me just tell you. It's crash, not. Crash and Mike's couch. It'll be all right. <laughs> there you go. There's my that's wonderful. There's my entertaining rendition I for think today. that's the first time you've actually sang on the show. It is. It is. I, I do so, it on Three Fat Nerds occasionally. Beautiful. Oh, thank you. Quite lovely. I could get Diesel in here to do uh, the final countdown noises. Ooh. It's it's very annoying. Maybe we can get the Egomaniacs to play it. They play Ooh. that very well. Uh, well, when Derek does it, he does it for the uh, 3FN Wrestling Show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it can get real screechy. Yeah. If you ever listen, trust we'll me. We'll get the real you know. band. So, All right. Well, we got a bunch of casting news. Ooh, uh, casting. So we're, we're going to cover that next. So uh, first up, it's uh, once again, we got to get like sound effects or music for this one because every week it seems like we got more Halloween kills casting news so we should have like dun, 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 dun. Hey, yeah well, the same, thing. same time go. so our weekly uh halloween casting news uh segment is here and uh, uh first up is uh everybody's favorite uh, uh babysat child uh julian is gonna be back i love it man yeah we, we knew he last like, he saw he was running no yeah he, he, fuck this shit and he was out <laughs> the, the exact lines by yeah. the way i loved the kid That's he was one of my coat. favorite moments of Halloween 2018, cannot wait to see him back. Yeah. He, literally, he was one of my... If you listen to our review of that movie, you have to go back in the archive to, to check it out. Yeah. We've talked about... I mean, we didn't talk about it when it happened because we weren't doing this when it happened. But we did talk about it ad nauseum afterwards. Right. Because uh, we put you on the hot seat because you did not like the movie. He was one of my shining points. I said it on this show. I, I say it to anybody. Right. Because I thought he was the most entertaining part of that movie. Right. So to hear him coming back... And honestly, you know what they should do for this movie from now on since they keep rolling it out every week? They should do like the NFL draft. This oh. week, Halloween Kills chooses... And maybe everybody boos the commissioner, like, incessantly. Yeah, if it's a really bad one, like, yeah. when, when they were like, Anthony Michael Hall, he's like, <laughs> we wanted Paul Rudd, stupid. Uh, I still would have liked to have seen Brian Andrews play treat, treat it. Treat it, like, treat it like the New York Jets treat the NFL draft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Well, uh, there was another name announced. Uh, so I, this is not a surprise to me because they mentioned him in the first movie, although we didn't see him. In the original movie, one of the bullies that uh, you know kind of gives uh, Tommy Doyle a hard time, his name is Lonnie Elam. Elam. Um, Get your ass out of here, Lonnie. Yeah. So, so good. In the, in the 2018 version, Lonnie's son Cameron is the one that's dating uh, the granddaughter. And uh, I don't even care what her name is. I, I, I continue on. I, yeah, I don't even care. <laughs> but uh, you know, the, her her father mentions you know Lonnie's name and this and that. So you kind of had an idea that he was probably going to be showing up in a sequel. Well, Lonnie has been cast, so Lonnie Elam's going to be there. Uh, he's going to be played by Robert Longstreet. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Right so on. there's our Halloween uh, Kills casting news of the week. Dun dun dun. dun. All right. And, and carry it on to next week. Maybe I'll yes. get, maybe I'll get real sound effects for it next week. We should. We I'll, should. I'll maybe Linda's that. corpse will be back next next week. Maybe. You know, somebody will be cast. Maybe Judy's corpse. Somebody. Sure. Somebody. Sure. Anybody, please. Absolutely. We got more casting news. Uh this uh I know you were excited about this. Uh the third movie in the Collector series, The Ooh, Collected, I'm very is coming fan. out. They actually got a big time horror movie icon. Boy, in did this. they. You know, Mr. Naked from the eighties, always naked in every movie, always making love to the making whoopee to the uh to the ladies in the eighties. Uh, that would be gr- the great Tom Atkins. I love Tom Atkins, by the way. And yeah. I want to point this out. Tom Atkins gives it gives guys who may not be, you know, aesthetically pleasing hope that they can be a sex symbol. Because he is yeah. like he is like he is like the Ron Jeremy he of really, horror he movies. He really was. Uh, he, I love not, his. Uh, I, and I'm not. I don't want. I don't want to crap on Tom Atkins, but he is not. A, he's not Brad Pitt. Let's be honest. No. He's Although that average, mustache was but, pretty uh, Tom Selleck. But he's yeah. But he wasn't Tom Selleck. My no. point is, he was the average man. But yeah, he was he always really getting was. laid in these movies, man. Yeah, I love where he picks and up Jamie Lee Curtis chicks. in the fog, and they're kind of talking. They're driving down the street. They're talking. The windshield breaks. You know, all this kind of stuff's going on. And then all of a sudden, it fast forwards to his house, and there he is, laying in bed with her. How about kind of the same thing in Halloween 3? Yeah, I watched that this past week. That is like the greatest. He meets meets the girl who's the daughter of the guy who is dead. And literally, like, within two scenes, they're in a hotel room. Yeah. And then, bam, they're they're naked in bed. The woman's head explodes in the room next to him. And you hear, you know, they hear it in their room. And they go at it again. Well, yeah. Well, the girl's like, you know, what was it, Ellie? That was her name, Ellie's like, what was that? Who cares? And then they go at it again. Boom. But the best part is right before they go at it the second time after the head explodes and then she starts you know going at it again he's like are, are, are you sure about this another, another time like because like, you know he's old and she's young and she's just like I'm going to drain this and of course thing. five minutes later he gets up out of bed and there's his uh, naked tushy there's his yeah. naked tushy that has it's its own tushy. mustache as well so it does yeah so I'm, I'm happy oh, to see God Tom bless Adams. the early 80s hey now now the collected has gotten even better in my eyes I, I love that series and now that they have Tom Atkins even I better. know they got a legit name in this uh, more casting news. Uh, CBS All Access is going to be uh, producing a new version of The Stand. Ooh. Stephen King's uh, beloved novel. Yes. I guess the uh, original one. I never saw the movie, but I heard it was horrible. It was made for TV. Yeah. So My mother is a huge, huge Stephen King fan. That's her favorite book. She said that the, the original series was horrible. Yeah, it wasn't very good. I do remember seeing... I remember seeing it. I, I haven't seen it in a very, very long time. Yeah. But I do not... I, I There's a reason for that. Yeah. I remember it was bad. Well, they uh, they've got a couple big names cast for it. Uh, first of all, uh, the brother of Pennywise, the clown, <laughs> is going to be there. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Well, he's been in a ton of movies himself. I know. I, I love I love him. He's a very good actor and quite uh, the heartthrob. I understand. Much, yes, I don't know. I, I don't know where where Bill went wrong. Not yeah. that Bill's a bad looking guy. He's but a they little creepy a, looking. They, but yeah, he kind of looks the, like Steve Buscemi. Did you? By the way, I don't want to rewind here, but did you hear the story from Bill Hader? 
about the first time he met Bill Skarsgård. I did. And he uh, he asked him about how they do the trick with his eyes. Yeah. And he just started, he just moved yeah, them he on his own. Yeah, he just do it. Because that's... No that's special really, effects there. And Bill Hader was like, oh shit, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> he just got out of there. <laughs> like, I just thought that was epic. So, sorry to go back on no, that. No, that's all that, right. That was actually a really funny story. There's a lot of cool stuff coming out in the media yeah. uh, for it Chapter 2. But anyways, I'm, I'm, I love Alexander Skarsgård. He's been... Uh, everything he's been in, I've been a fan of his. He's a, he's, he's a good actor no matter what he's doing. Right. I'm not saying that every project he's been in has been great. Some of them have been eh, but uh, he himself has been good. He's like John Goodman. Right. Yeah, he really is. He really is. And who else is booked in this? We got more casting news for that movie. Whoopi Goldberg's also going to be in it. Hey, man, Whoopi won me back this week, man. Whoopi, yeah. Whoopi went off the reservation for a while, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, she was she was, she was, was one of those people out there and, you know, cutting into people's freedoms of speeches. Oh, yeah. And, of course, you know, for me, I remember back to the 90s when she was dating Ted Danson, and Ted Danson showed up to that uh uh, event with her in blackface right. and that was a big thing and that of course she defended and she defended him and what she, she should have and uh you know because at the time they were together and you know whatever whatever and then she's been very critical about you know certain people saying certain things but this past week or two weeks ago i think now she she uh somebody had mentioned about blacklisting celebrities who like trump and mind you i don't like trump but she talked about uh black they're blacklisting people and she was like no don't ever say that don't ever say that because there was a bunch of people who lost their lives and some of them, you know, livelihoods and some of them even their lives back in the McCarthy days for being blacklisted. So don't ever do that. That's, right. that's bullshit. I don't care who you support. That's no reason to blacklist anybody. Oh, that's good. And I was like, wow, man, fight the good fight, Whoopi. So I'm, right. I'm happy to see her get a, a huge role. I've always been a Whoopi Goldberg fan as far as movies and stuff. Me goes. too. Ghost is one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, amazing so. movie. I mean, Oda Mae Brown. Oh, yeah, man. But of course, you know, she was in... Uh, she's she had a little bit of shit gas. That's all it was. It was gas. Like she's been in everything, though. She really Jumping Jack Flash and oh, Jumping Jack Flash is one of my personal favorites. Absolutely. But in the eighties and nineties, she was really in tons of stuff. Oh yeah, uh, she was in uh, what was that movie there uh, that had all the the women together? I believe that would be the Lion King. No, no, no. Should remember Drew Barrymore was in it. Oh, Boys on the Side. Yes, thank you. That was thank a good you. movie. Actually, believe it or not, that was a very good movie. I thought for I thought sure you meant the Lion King. No, no, she, she was in that too. She was in. The, oh, yeah, she, was, she was one of the hyenas. She was a voice. Oh, come on. Yeah, she was. She really? Is yeah. that a fact? Yeah, she was one of the hyenas. That's, that's amazing. Then yeah. She was, uh, yeah, she's, she's been a ton. Gotta love Whippy. So I'm glad that she's back, you know, fighting the good fight. And on top of that, she's getting cast in a movie that looks like a pretty good movie. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out. Um, more casting news. Uh, Terrifier 2 is starting its casting. Uh, Lauren Lavera has been cast as the female lead. Who's got two thumbs and is going to be meeting a bunch of people involved with Terrifier. Actually, coming up on the 18th, 19th, and 20th in Rochester, New York. I, yeah, but I was talking about myself. Damn, well, like, I want to meet him too. Okay, okay, four thumbs and yeah. in this room. There's... Sorry, listeners, but we'll tell you all about it. And if you want to see those guys and you're in the Rochester, New York area or can make it to Rochester, New York, 18th, 19th, and 20th, ScareCon in Rochester, New York. I'm sure you'll hear a plug for it later in the show, but why not talk about it now when we're talking about Terrifier? Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited for it. Uh, once again, uh, she's a smaller known actress. Um, I did look at her IMDb. She's been in some other indie uh, horror films, and so I think she'll be uh, just fine in this one. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, if it's anything like the first one, we're going off of whatever Art the Clown's doing. We're not right. really going off of what everybody else is. Absolutely. And they went back to get money for a huge, bloody uh, scene that they're promising to be the goriest scene in the history of horror movies. Uh, it's going to take you, a lot after if, that one scene in it. I was going to... Well, <laughs> that and... Come on. Remember the first Terrifier? If you've not seen the first Terrifier, oh, yeah. all I have to say is somebody gets split in half. The, the hard way. Yes. Uh, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> and you, you need to see it, and if you have seen it, you know exactly what we're talking about so oh, once yeah. again, if they're promising gore and blood 
How I can you beat them? that? I, I'm I just know. saying I believe them. I'm just uh, for something tells me that I can believe them. Oh yeah, oh, I <laughs> yes. believe it too. But how are you gonna? I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I, I still have nightmares about that scene. I, I can't wait to meet them at Scarecon because I'm going to ask questions. Because yeah. da- Damian Leone will also be the writer yes. and director of both Terrifier and now Terrifier Two. I am going to ask questions. Absolutely, because I want to know. We got some trailers that came out this week, some long-awaited trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Christmas, uh, the trailer hit last week, and it was also uh, before uh, It Chapter 2 we saw it. Uh, I just want to point out, I just want to say I told you so. I'm just, I, I what was, a I, load of garbage, what a dumpster fire that was. Yeah. So. And the worst part is is because I, I, I host and, and come up with the content for a horror movie podcast, I'm going to have to go see that. And, yeah, we're going to have to see it. I'm just, I, listen, I was hoping, holding out hope that this was going to be, you know, something, and it's not. Sorry. Oh it's not even, it, 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 I feel like we saw the whole movie in the trailer. Yeah, that's the biggest I, that's complaint the first, that everybody's making about the it. It's the whole thing. That's the first thing I said I was with, I said my friend Tony, when we went to see it, it was on before, I said, man, I feel like we just saw the whole movie, and this well, is garbage. Unless there's a big swerve in it somewhere, which there likely, you know, will be some kind of a swerve. They gave away... Everything. Major plot points at the end. Uh, also, what? also, I, I want to point How out. Dare them! I want to point out the best. The best trailer before it, chapter two, was the uh, Birds of Prey trailer that comes on right before it. That so was like five it, seconds. Yeah, yeah. But if you went to see it, it was great because yeah. it opens up. You think it's going to be the Pennywise uh, show, and then you see the DC logo. And at first, I'm like, oh, is this how the movie's opening? And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I kind of wondered D- for a second. Like, was this a DC? DC? Is this character? And then you see Harley Quinn just go, yeah. aren't you getting tired of these clowns? And I'm yeah. like, ah, it was epic. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, and and the other one's not so much. So I, I think right. that's all I have to say about it. Dumpster Fire. Not looking forward to seeing that one. No. And it I'm looks like sure, complete rubbish. I'm pretty sure when we see it, it's going to get a low grade. Yeah. You talk about tarnishing the legacy of one of the greatest horror movies of all time. You know, how dare them? How dare them? Maybe it'll end up being good. I don't see it happening. It just, uh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, there was another trailer that uh, kind of hit today, uh, a movie that was filmed a while back, but it's finally just coming out, and that would be The Gallows Act 2. Uh, I was a fan of the first Gallows movie. Me too. Uh, the, the trailer, I mean, I, I don't want to be super unfair to this movie. Uh, the trailer didn't do it for me, but me I don't feel like the trailer gave the whole movie away. So that means this movie... Yeah, it was just like, has, a, it was like a scene trailer. Right, right. So this this that means the movie could still actually be decent. Uh, if it follows anything from the premise of the first one, it is probably going to be decent. I, right. I guarantee it'll be better than this Black Christmas remake. That's oh, right. Yeah. I said it. I said it. Usually, I'm all about Blumhouse making movies, but Black Christmas, eh, yeah. not so much. But uh, Gallows, like I said, I don't want to be too unfair. It was a very lackluster trailer, but with that being said, it was still better than that Black Christmas trailer. Right. And I will definitely be willing to check out the Gallows 2 because I... Like the first one. I dig the first one. It had a little bit of everything. It was a found footage film. It was a supernatural film. Uh, and it had slasher elements to it. So, yeah, well, check it out. It's worth it. It's going to be uh, hitting theaters, digital, and VOD on October 25th. Uh, so you don't have to wait too long. No. A lot, a lot of stuff coming out, man. A lot of stuff coming out. A lot out. of good stuff. Um, last thing I want to kind of go over real quickly here. Um, Sony Screen Gems is partnered with Crypt TV to make a 10-minute short based on the original 13 Ghosts. So not the Matthew Lillard vehicle? Not that one, no. However, there's more. The website Deadline.com excuse me, broke the story and uh, noted that the aim is to create a longer form content based on the reception of the short. Well, it's the time to do it. Yeah. It's the time to do it. There's a lot of things coming out, a lot of remakes, a lot of reboots. Uh, I Believe it or not, I'm not, I don't hate 
the thirteenth the, the the remake. I did not like it, I, but I seem to be in the I, minority. Once on that. again, I didn't hate it. I didn't say it was great. It yeah. was it was good for what it was, but I didn't hate it. I thought it was a cool concept. Yeah, in my opinion. I once again, there were some cool kills in that movie. It was it was a product of its time. Right, exactly. But once again, it wasn't horrible. It was it wasn't unwatchable. It wasn't Chernobyl Diaries. <sighs> Think about you're it. gonna hate me. You think it was unwatchable? I I hate that movie. I, don't, I really I don't, didn't like I it. I thought it was I terrible, and I actually Chernobyl Diaries more. I just want to point this out. At least parts I, of it. I, I don't hate you for that. Oh, I but I appreciate that. But I I'm just you're no you're wrong. <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's one of those times I'm gonna really call you on being wrong. And that's because, fine. That's why we do the show. Yeah, I was gonna say like a lot of things that you you know like I get why you didn't like Halloween 2018. Yeah. Uh, you don't get that comment. Was, for me, it was right in the middle of the road. So I'm like, okay, you can love or hate it. Right. It doesn't matter to me. Chernobyl but, Dyer's it, it had a bear. But here's the thing. It had 13. a bear. Yeah, that was the only part of the movie that was a <laughs> Oh, man, don't even get me started. Did you uh, pay to see that in the theater? No, I, I saw it on saw HBO. I saw that in the theater. Maybe that's why I hate it so much. That could be. There you go. I think you should watch it again. No, never. <laughs> never again. I've seen it. I already know what happens. No. There's one jump point in that whole movie. It's the damn bear. Uh, and then there's like like they, there's shit that they never go back to, like the big ass fish in the, the stream. They never go back and explain it to you. Right. Jeez. Anyways, uh, so guys, if you guys want to talk about how 13 Ghosts was definitely better than Chernobyl Diaries or anything else that we talked about in this opening segment or you want to ask us a question or talk about anything at all because we're open to talk to you guys, you can hit us up on Facebook, HorrorZone607, like that page, share that page, rate and review that page to help us out, help us become bigger and better at what we do. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Horror Zone 607. For all the social medias to join the discussion, just uh, hit that hashtag HZ607. And of course, you can also visit us online, 8122productions.com, where you can stream and download our shows from there, or uh, you can read some of our reviews and stuff. And uh, Mike C has a written review of It Chapter 2 on that very uh, platform. I sure do. So, and you can check out other things because we have a ton of other stuff. So, we are going to take our first break. While we're taking that break, you guys are going to hear where we're going to be on October 4th and 5th because you know it's con season, so we're, we're, we're gearing up. We're going to be on the road and there's some cool places that you can join us at. Uh, this is going to be the first one. When we come back, uh, we have a little fun thing in honor of what's coming up this Friday. Mm. What, what is that date again? Uh, I, I, is it is it the, the 17th? No. Is, it, is it the, the, the 27th? No. The, the 4th? No, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a special day. Is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. that's right. We're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back to Horror Zone 607. October 4th and 5th in Oneana, New York. At the Oneana Foothills Performing Arts Center, we present Sci-Fi Horror Fest 2019. This year, we have celebrity guests from Children of the Corn, Courtney Gaines, from Night of the Creeps, Jill Whitlow, and from Ghost Hunters, the paranormal heartthrob himself, Dustin Parry. Also, we'll have other guests and vendors, and so, so much more. You can get all your ticket information at SciFiHorrorFest.com. It is $10 for the weekend, $6 for one day. And we hope to see you in Oneana on October 4th and 5th for Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Well, 
welcome back to the zone and uh this conversation we're about to have is actually we have a sponsor for this one michael uh that sponsor yeah that sponsor is the podcoin app do you know what the podcoin app is mike i've heard something about this uh from you well yes and uh if you don't know what the podcoin app is it's simple you guys listen to podcasts obviously because you're listening to us and i'm sure you listen to other podcasts as well and uh you know what you can do you can download the podcoin app from the google play app store or the uh or the Apple's uh, app store, and you can go ahead, ready for this, and download all the podcasts you listen to now. That's right. You can download all the podcasts, no matter what it is, whether it's Horror Zone 607, whether it's the Three Fat Nerds, whether it's the Ocho Dura Parley Hour, whether it's Joe Rogan, no matter what you're listening to, you can download all of it right there, and you can subscribe to it, and you can listen to it. But here's the catch. There is a catch. What you, is the catch? You can get paid for listening to the podcast you already listened to. And how much does it cost? Uh, it's completely free, Mike. Ooh. Completely free. And I'm going to tell you how you get it. You go into those, you, whatever app store you're using, you download the free PodCoin app. And then you fill out, and literally the filling out is super easy. You just put like your email address, what you want your password to be, and you know, whatever. And then there's going to be a referral code. It says referral code right at the bottom. And in that referral code, you're going to put HZ607. That's right, HZ607 in the referral code. And guess what? Just for doing that, you get 300 bonus coins just for Uh doing that on us and the PodCoin app. Nice. So you are going to start off right away. And then as you listen to stuff, you earn more coins. And then you can turn those coins into gift cards from like Starbucks and Burger King and AMC and and Amazon. There's an endless amount of places you can get. uh, Or you can donate to charity even if you prefer. You can donate those coins to charity. But then you can earn something for just listening to the podcast you already listened to. I think it's a win-win. I've switched to the PodCoin app because, hey... I, I listen to a ton of podcasts. Not only do I record them, not only do I I publish them, I actually listen to them. I'm a big fan. So I'm listening to the Ultra Dura Parlay Hour. I listen to ODPH every week. I also listen to Joe Rogan every week, amongst other things. And guess what? Boom. I do it on the PyCoin app now. I've earned a bunch of coins. Actually, I'm I'm right around the corner from getting a gift card from Amazon. Nice. It's it's amazing. So look at you guys are already listening to them. Go ahead, check out the PodCoin app anywhere you get pod uh, anywhere you get applications. Sounds good. And that brings us to our conversation, Mike. What do we got uh, for this conversation that PodCoin is uh, so lovely sponsoring? So we are going to be having a little conversation about uh, one of the most beloved horror film series of all time in honor you know, of the, of the upcoming uh, one of my favorite days of the year, uh, Friday the 13th. Well, it's not just a day, Mike. It's, it's multiple days in the year. Well, Sometimes. Sometimes. Like next year, yeah. I think there's like two or three of them. Yeah, there's one in March and one in November next year. So but, two. It's, but when I say it's one of my favorite days of the year... Maybe there's multiple ones. It's always my favorite. Well, you know, well, I, we one of my favorite about, days. Each time. Say, we talked about this earlier last year. You actually went to Blairstown. Sure did. And a couple times I've been mm-hmm. there. And but you did it last year even. It was on last year and I went this. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I also went this past spring. Right, right. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. So you've been to Blairstown. Yeah. Uh, there's a big event going on in Blairstown, New Jersey. If you guys didn't know, tons of stuff going on there. I don't, I'm not gonna. I can't do it all justice to what they have going on. I know they're airing Vengeance. It's premiering yeah. there, which, hey, by the way, it's Vengeance, which stars C.J. Graham. You, you might remember him from a little movie called Friday the 13th, Jason Lives, part six, right? Yep. Uh, he's going to be there uh, meeting people, but Vengeance, don't worry. If you can't make it to Blairstown, New Jersey, you're fine because Vengeance will be premiering on YouTube at 10 p.m. that night for completely free. Yeah. So uh, you can watch Vengeance as it comes out. I know we'll be watching it. Next week we'll be talking about it. So there's Absolutely. your homework as well because it, it looks like a good I'm movie. I'm excited to see that one. Uh, it's the, if I remember correctly, because I get these mixed up all the time, it is the daughter of Tommy Jarvis looking for her father. And she then bumps into Elias Voorhees. But we're promised that Jason's also in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Jason's it's a, it's in kind it. Of a it weird actually, the uh, layering. Yeah. Um, 
CJ Graham, again, you know, as you said, he played Jason in part six. Uh, he's actually playing Elias, uh, Jason's father, in this. For the first time, we're going to finally see Jason's father in, in, in a movie, although it's a fan film still. Uh, but Jason's going to be in it, too. The two of them are actually going to be in Blairstown on Friday. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, you know, you can meet them both, and you can see the movie there if you want to. I mean, in a, uh, and the reason I get it confused is because there's like four different fan films coming out. Yeah, there's more than that. It well, seems like there's a new one every week. I know, but there was, there's like four that we were super interested in. Yeah. Yeah, this that, is the one I'm most sequel. excited to speak because this is actually a sequel to Part Six. Yes, yes, it is. So it's going to be exciting to see it. Uh, that's obviously a big fan favorite. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to see this. Uh, and like I said, Friday at 10 p.m. I don't know if I'm going to watch it exactly at Friday at 10 p.m., but I'll be watching it this weekend, and then I will definitely be talking. We will definitely be talking about it next Absolutely. week on this show. Uh, but there's other things going on. There's the uh, Friday the 13th Museum in Blairstown that you can go visit. Yeah, it's uh, the Blairstown Museum. Um, when when there's a Friday the 13th, they have all kinds of memorabilia. Excuse me. Let me say that one more time. Memorabilia. Uh, that they have from uh, from Blairstown and from the camp and mm. from the movie itself. Um, they have the original diner sign that you see when Steve Christie goes to the diner in Blairstown. Uh, the diner's no, th- that sign is no longer on top of the diner. They have it in the museum. They've got all kinds of cool stuff in there. Uh, our good friend Jimmy Gazick's gotten to be really good friends with the owner uh, of the museum and uh, really, really nice people from what I understand. Awesome. Uh, so uh, you can go in you can talk to them and meet them and, and see all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, I can tell you firsthand when you are there, you are on the set of a film. You are you are on the set of Friday the Thirteenth when you're on that street. There's it's an awesome little town, very quaint little town. Um, the breakfast at the Blairstown Diner where Steve Christie, you know, where we just mentioned, uh, had had dinner. Um, you can go in there. I had breakfast in there. I sat right where he did. Uh, it was really cool. It, it looks a little different, but it's you know basically the same. They've renovated it over the last forty years, but. Um, you walk the streets where that where the museum is. It's where Annie's walking in the opening scene of the movie. Um, you can see the little bridge that she walks across. I mean, it, everything is right there. Um, the cemetery and the interiors of the um, quote unquote diner that uh, Annie walks in in the beginning. She walks into what is now the Blairstown Museum on the outside, but the interior was filmed in what is now an antique shop in Hope, New Jersey, which is where the uh, the uh, cemetery is. So those I haven't seen those. That's the only thing that I haven't been to. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, unless you have tickets to go to the camp, you can't go to the camp. Uh, but there is a huge event going on there as well this weekend. Um, the way that they had been doing it is they would have like two four-hour sessions um, that cost like $175 a ticket to go to. So the both times that I've been there, I went to the morning session, paid about $175, and um, you know, met Adrian King, um, met Officer Dorf, um, met uh, a couple different actors from the movie, actually, uh, while I was there. But uh, you're, you're actually right where they filmed every scene in that movie. You're hanging out. This time, they're actually doing it differently. The tickets are $395, so you're essentially paying $400. But it's an all-day thing. It goes from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. You watch a screening of Friday the 13th on the beach where where Alice kills Mrs. Voorhees, beheads her. Um, they have more more of the uh, actors there this time. Uh, Annie's going to actually be there. Um uh, everybody but Kevin Bacon's going to be there. Tom Savini's going to be there. Harry Manfredini, who did the uh, the score, they're all going to be there. So if you're lucky enough uh, that you scored tickets to that, you know, if you're listening to the show, hit us up because I want to hear what you guys think of that event. You know, having been there a couple of times myself. So, awesome. but Blairstown, uh, it's a really cool town. Check it out if you get a chance. Uh, a lot going on there. But uh, you know, I kind of want to ask you a couple questions since you know, in honor of Friday the Thirteenth, let's talk a little bit about the series. Sure. So uh, you know, my, my first question for you, we've probably discussed this on the show you know many times in the past but what's your favorite film in the series uh i've said it before i'll say it again and i take a beating for it but i go back and watch it again now, part five is my favorite that's your favorite one it's my yeah. favorite one and uh and mind you i i'm also a big fan of part two 
Yeah. It's a hard because there's a lot of them that I like. But, I mean, part two I'm a huge fan of as well. Uh, but part five, if I had to pick one, I'm always a fan of that. Now, mind you, a lot of people are like, it's the bastard child of it because it ends up being Roy. Right. Once again, if you watch that movie and forget about the ending of that movie until it happens... It is the most mean-spirited, slasherific movie of the entire series. Agreed. And it's amazing. There's such there's amazing kills in that movie. There's it, It's awesome. Like it, The only difference is, is the ending does kind of... And I still admit that the ending isn't the greatest. But you right. know what? I can forgive it because the movie was so da- so damn good. So you can just pretend because of, think about it. The whole movie long, anyways, you're thinking it's it's Jason anyways. Right. So you might as well just continue on. The ending is a little, you know, bonkers with, uh, you know, obviously you find out it's Roy. And then you have the scene with Tommy Jarvis and, you know, Pop. You know, he's got the mask on, blah, 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 blah. But that's what they did in every, pretty much every Friday the 13th has that last added little scene just to get a jump out of people. Exactly. With the exception of uh, four. Yeah. But that was also meant to be the last movie. Right. So that's why it doesn't have the bonus jump scene. But every other one has that bonus scene, whether it's, uh, you know, one, of course, with Jason jumping out of the lake, or two, where you have... uh, uh, where you have the crash through the window right. scene or three where you have Mrs. Voorhees jumping out of the lake which is not exactly <laughs> that wasn't the original plan for them right if you, you can find the scene that they cut for that where it was actually Jason running around and yeah uh, without a mask on looking <laughs> right. creepy as hell because uh, he looked like a big pervert in that but yeah Richard actually, Brooker I want to rest his soul I want to I want to point this out though he it, Part three was probably the creep. I mean, I'm, I like part three too, but it, it was probably the creeper Jason. Yeah, because because think about it. The whole it is implied that he at least is su- sexually assaulted the girl when she was younger. at least tried to. At least, yeah, and then they like, don't really say. It's kind of left to your imagination. He takes his mask off. He looks at her, gives her the look. Yeah, he's almost kind of you know like 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 oh I remember you. Yeah, like I was like oh it's creepy. And then if you add that extra scene that they cut. It gets even creepier. But, I mean, yeah. once again, gun to the head, five. Mike, what do you... Um, I've always been partial to the first four and part six. Um, five has grown on me. There's certain parts of seven now that, you know, I met, you know, Lar Park Lincoln and uh, Terry Crews and, you know, a couple people that were in the it's movie. Fun. Um, You know, so the first seven movies I can tolerate. It's everything after that that I'm not a big fan of. My favorite one, I mean, the first one... It was revolutionary to the horror genre. You know, it kind of started the whole thing. I, I always thought that, that the second one was my favorite one because it introduced Jason and I like it and everything. But after having been at the camp and everything, I, I think the first one's still my favorite. All right, that's fair. That's Two fair. is a real close that's second. Fair. That's fair. I dig it. I can dig it. What's your least favorite? Uh, my least favorite Don't is... say Freddy's dead. Because <laughs> that doesn't fit here. I can make it fit. <laughs> um, no, my least favorite... And I, this is sad because... the. I mean, seven. I've gotten kind of more tongue-in-cheek liking, uh, although it is very tongue-in-cheek. Uh, eight is abysmal, but there's nothing that's worse than Jason goes to hell. Yeah, this is where it's tough because I think about this all the time. You know, Jason takes Manhattan is just so bad, so so bad. But but it's not worse than Jason goes to hell. Yeah, that movie is. I, I have to agree with you on this one. I, I'm not a big fan of Jason X either because. Listen, all right. Jason X is better than both Jason Goes to Hell and I agree. And Jason takes Not Manhattan by much, because, but it's better because you can. There's some fun scenes. In it's that campy. One. It's got it's... one of the more iconic kills in Jason X, and not only that, but it's 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 it, even with it being campy. There's some really cool kills in that movie, yeah. including one that's super. I hate iconic. the way that Jason looks in that, but uh... Uh, well, yeah. But here's the thing: Part Eight, the only saving grace of that movie is the fight on the roof with Julian. 
right? Where he knocks his head off. That's the only like scene in that movie that's any good. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. And that's then, a good point. And then nine is just hot garbage. Yeah, like it, I got to introduce the Necronomicon out of nowhere, <laughs> and that he's that he that he's Candarian dagger is what kills him. That he can that he can transport in other people's bodies, and and for some reason when it was the, almost a when evil infected, dead movie. For some reason, when he infected somebody, they could look in the mirror and see Jason. Yeah, he walked by a mirror and you'd see Jason. It was weird. Also, I didn't like the design what, of what Jason. Made the, the uh, what made the coroner eat the heart in the first place? Remember, it starts beating, and then all of a sudden, he starts like he, he just, just kind of like, huh? just yeah, and then he huh? dives right in. He just oh, he, he swallowed it. Yeah, it's Devoured horrible. It. Horrible movie. Not good. Sorry, yeah, I agree with you on that. And there's really nothing saving in there. There's like no, in my opinion, there's really no kills in that movie that are like, oh yeah, that's a great kill. Yeah, our good friend Luke sticks by the movie. He the loves only, that movie. Only, I don't the, know why. The only kill in that movie that's even remotely fun is the the lady in the diner when he pops her in the <laughs> mouth <laughs> she turns to the camera fun, yeah, and it's, it's just that's more funny than anything but yeah. every other kill in that movie is just like eh, just normal when just i was a little not. kid and i saw that movie i was like oh, i shouldn't say a little kid i was in high school when it came out but that actually scared me that scene but it was before uh, i'd seen any of the other ones and i was afraid of horror movies then i got you uh favorite jason of all time favorite jason of all time uh well i mean the easy the easy answer would be kane hotter um because I just like his, what he added to the character. Now, mind you, he's in some of the shittier movies. I just want to throw that out there. But he did bring something to the character. Uh, the mannerisms that we've come to know and love. I mean, he kind of adapted a lot into to Jason, if right? You will. And also, you got to give it up for him for part seven. The guy put his body on the line in part seven. He did. Literally has. He really did from that. But you know, I. Everybody says Kane Hodder. You know, that's that's when you say Jason Voorhees, you think Kane Hodder. They're synonymous with each other. Um, but as, as you and I both know, there was a lot of other people that did play the role. Um, my favorite one actually is part three, Jason, Richard Brooker. Uh, I Brooker's like the way good. he looked. I like the way he moved around. Um, he was, he was very creepy in that. Although I'm, I, I, like I also, part two. yeah, I, I really like part two as well. Um, another, you know, Steve, both of them have gone Steve Dash Steve and, Dash, yeah. uh, you know, and Richard Brooker have both passed actually. Um, but those are my two favorite ones, but yeah. I, I think Richard Brooker is probably my favorite. I honestly would say Steve Dash is my close second to Kane Hodder. Uh, and the reason why is, and it's, it's really close. Uh, I love what he did in part two. Yeah, I like, like the way I he moves say, around, and I like how he's very human in that one. I love, like, we, we've talked about this before. I love the scene where he's standing on the chair. Oh, yeah. And, and then he just falls. Yeah. Like, and it's funny to think about it, but it brings a human quality to Jason, and yeah. I love that part of the movie. Uh, like I said, the things that I liked about Kane Hodder is that he was very physical as Jason. Uh, he didn't, uh, a lot of the other Jasons didn't, I don't think, took as much physicality from people as Kane Hodder did. No, that's Especially true. bumping around like he did in seven. But I mean, even in eight, he has, he, he does, he plays a very, and he does the, he made it famous, he made it famous for the character to turn his head before he moved his body. Yeah. And I thought that was something, I, I really I, actually dug it. I never liked how all of a sudden, you know, what's he been doing underwater? Has he been doing push-ups in the water? What's, you know, all of a sudden he's, he's shorter, he's stockier, he's more muscular. Just the whole look, the way he did move around, and I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, well, how, did he, how did he blow up so much? How did he, how did wanna, he get so muscular? I just want to point this out that was a problem throughout the series anyways because it went all over the place right i mean if you think about it, steve dash was a smaller guy than well he richard was Brooker. Brooker, richard brooker looked like a monster compared to steve he was dash. leaner and he was taller right, right. um and i gotta say ted white actually you know when i watch those in, two movies i don't that, think that scene in the bridge on three when richard brooker breaks through the window and you see those big forearm muscles true like shit like like he was very different looking than part two i yeah. agree with that and it's more than you know the difference of a hood and a, and a hockey mask and then even in four uh, he for didn't him and as, ted white looked a lot alike it's similar but i think brooker was still more muscular 
Like, like I don't white, know. I think that Ted more, White was bigger. I don't. Well, he might have been bigger, but he, I don't think he was as muscular. He was just a bigger guy. Maybe because if you look at once again, they look so so much alike. Look at the forearms, man. That scene where he busted the—that's the the honestly, even comparing to Kane Hodder, that's the most jacked I've ever seen Jason was when it was played by Richard Brooker. Honestly, and I'm not going to look out. I'm not complaining, but just look at when he goes through because you can see the massive forearm muscles. You're just like. Right. He's jacked. So, I mean, I, I, I just, you just have to let it go. Right. Because, I mean, the face changes every damn time, too. Yeah. Like, two doesn't look the same as three. Three doesn't look the same as four. Uh, six doesn't look the same. Well, six is the first time you see the maggot face. And then somehow that goes into seven where it looks really clownish and cartoonish. Yeah. And they kind of carried that over into eight, kind of in a way, but it was bad. Yeah. I want to know how he got the exact. How did how did the kid in eight in the opening scene in the little boat? How did he happen to have Jason's mask with the little hatchet mark in it and this and that? Because he was he was a, he was a connoisseur, especially when that mask got ripped in half. He was a connoisseur. Yeah, he must have been. <laughs> Maybe they were selling replicas at that point. Possibly. All right. Well, one thing I can tell you: Friday the Thirteenth is coming up in a couple of days. Ah, ah, we forgot one popular one. Yeah. There's, there's there's two questions I want to ask you before we call. It. Okay. I mean, I understand we're going a little long on it, but I mean, bear with me. Okay. Favorite kill. Favorite kill. We're talking about a slasher movie. We have to talk about favorite kill. Yeah. Uh, let me think about this. For okay, a I'll second. give you mine because mine's easy. Mine's in part two. Okay. And I've said it before. And I'll say it again. The wheelchair kill. Part the two. wheelchair kill scared me so much I the first time I saw that. That kill and the fact that it's a great shot. The fact that that he, he first he. First, it's mean as hell that he hatches him, that he just machetes him in the face. Yeah, and then the wheelchair going down the stairs, <laughs> phenomenal. And yeah, you can laugh about it, but it's a phenomenal shot. I, yeah. it's my fa- personally, that's my favorite in the whole series. Uh, probably, and this is why I defend uh, Jason X. And my, my one of my second favorites is definitely the freeze. Yeah, he cryogenically yeah, that was a good one too. That's an iconic kill. Con- counter. It's one of my. That's like probably my second one, but definitely the wheelchair kill in uh, part two. Yeah, I, I would probably. I'll I'll come up with something different. I would probably agree with you on the wheelchair kill because that one is so effective. I mean, that really really did scare me a lot when I saw. And then the second and third time I watched it too, it really really got me. But it was so shocking when it happened. Um, there were some other ones like the double impalement with the spear in part two. You know, that was a really good one. Um, there's there's been so many, but I, I would probably go with either part six where he bends the cop in the half the wrong chair. way, um, or where he kills Rick where he squeezes his head in his in uh, part three when his eye pops out. Um, that one, I, I, one of those reason, two. The only reason I detract for the eye popping out is because they did that cheesy 3D effect. Yeah, they didn't do and that that's what it was better. for. But still, it was. But something I, about it. Was it. Cool. it was still cool. It's cool. Still cool scene. But those two, I'll, I'll go with those. I'll, I'll answer it twice. And, both of those. And, and what is your favorite Survivor girl? Favorite Survivor girl. I'm gonna say Jenny in part two. Jenny in part two. Hmm. I, I thought you would say that. Yeah. You've said it before. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going part seven. Really. Hmm. I, I just I for some reason even though it's campy I do love the Carrie meets Jason uh, battle and she's a badass. Yeah, I, I think she did that well, and it, she's different than any of the other ones because she actually, she was definitely different. She actually kicks the sh- and she was sweet shit out of him. Yeah, when we met them last year at yes. the Scaricon, she was actually talking to a whole bunch of people, and she kind of noticed that I was like kind of walking back and forth a few times, hoping I'd get a, get to meet her. And uh, she kind of like looked at me. And she goes, hi. She goes, what's your name? I was like, my name is Mike. She goes, I'm Lar. So nice to meet you. And, you know, I kind of talked to her for a minute. That's and cool. Moved on. But she, I, she could tell I wanted to meet her. And she kind of walked away from all the people that were kind of hogging it and uh, came up and introduced herself to me. That's awesome. She was the only one that actually walked. Well, no, Jason Lively did, did too. Well, Jason Lively walks up to everybody because he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 
He walks with Elias. I can't, I I can't wait to see him. Uh, speaking of that, uh, that this, it was a good segment, Mike. Yeah. Uh, Friday the 13th. I hope you guys watch some Friday the 13th movies if you want yeah, to Yeah, they're one. actually playing the, uh, the I think, one through six or one through seven on AMC. Uh, marathon uh-huh. all day long on AMC this Friday. And then, if you have time and you want to see it right when it comes out, 10 p.m. on yes. YouTube, just type in uh, Vengeance. The unofficial and, sequel and to, it's, to it's Halloween. unofficial fan Halloween, film, but Friday it looks the 13th, good. Part six. CJ Graham is back. He's not playing Jason. He's but he playing is playing Elias, Elias Voorhees. Uh, it looks really good. I can't wait to see that one. I, we will definitely be talking about that next week on the show. Uh, speaking of uh, Jason Lively, like I was just saying, we are going to occupy the same space as Mr. Jason Lively once again. And I, I, I can't wait because it's fun. And uh, you're going to hear all about us being at Scarecon on uh, October 18th, 19th, and 20th. You're going to hear about it during the break. And when we come back, it, we're going to be talking horror. And we're going to be talking It Chapter 2. We, we won't go too much of spoilers in. Uh, there will be some. So just to forewarn you guys. Uh, but we will try to steer away from it and you'll get our grade. And we'll do that right after the break. But first, listen to us, uh, what you can uh, be in fact for for Scaricon. Join us October 18th, 19th, and 20th in Rochester, New York at the Rochester Riverside Hotel for Scaricon. This year, we have a ton of great celebrity guests, including Barbara Crampton, Felissa Rose, Ashley Lawrence, David Naughton, the cast of Terrifier, the 40th anniversary of Phantasm, and of course, Pinhead himself, Doug Bradley, will all be there. All of them, plus so much more. There will also be vendors and all such sorts of other great entertainment going on that weekend in Rochester, New York. For all tickets and other information about Scaricon, Go to Scaricon.com and we'll see you in Rochester on October 18th, 19th, and 20th. Welcome back to The Zone, and it's time to talk horror. And as you know, there was that little movie we keep telling you about that made $91 million. Very, very state. small movie. Yeah. Well, it made $91 million, of course. The cat's out of the bag. It's It Chapter 2, uh, the much-awaited sequel to the 2017 It Chapter 1. Well, technically, it was just called It. And then when, you know, yeah, Chapter 2 is just Chapter 1. We, right. That's a good way to separate it. Uh, but It Chapter 2, great movie. Uh in my opinion, it was a good continuation, good finalization. Uh, let's dive into it. Once again, we're going to try to stay out of the spoilers for this review. There might be a couple that creep in. I promise it won't be anything that's like detrimental to the plot line. It might just be some observations. So I, I just want to throw it out there just in case. Like the spoiler alerts in effect just in case. But I promise we're going to try to keep it spoiler light. Uh, if you want to, yeah, also you can read Mike's uh, C's review. It's up on 8122productions.com. Which is pretty spoiler free, I would it's say. It's pretty spoiler free as well. If you're interested in hearing a spoiler full one, maybe we will do one. I was going to do one this weekend and I didn't. But if you guys are interested, just write in and we'll do one and put it out in the world. Uh, in the future, we'll probably do some of the, uh, some of these reviews as specials we talked about before. Last time we did one, we really wanted to talk about Ready or Not. And we ended up talking about it with spoilers. Right. This time I feel like, well, there's going to be some that creep in. Yeah. Much. Yeah. We don't want to give away too much for all of you out there that want to still see it. So. so it chapter two, like I said, is just a continuation. It's one right. movie. Let's be honest. It's chapter one and chapter two. It's just one movie. It's a continuation. Kids in I, part one, their adult version in part and, two. But we still got the kids in part two as well. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of good flashback scenes. Oh, I love Thank it. God. I'm and glad by the way, the kids, the kids were amazing. By the way, the adults were also amazing as actors. They they, they matched up the perfect adult actors to all of the kids. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm being serious, and they acted just like the kids. You know, James McAvoy was probably the only one that I I saw that I didn't really. 
Is he See, doing it? I, I, I didn't. I don't know. I thought he was it's not that he job. was bad because I like James McAvoy. I just he was very different than than you know Bill was in the original movie, and um, I didn't think that he really looked much the part. It looked, I don't know. I thought he was good. I yeah, it wasn't was that fine. I didn't think he was good. I thought he did fine. Uh, I, I, I'm really, honestly, I thought he did really good. Yeah, one thing I will say real quick before you go on to make the point you're about to make here. Um, I like that, you know, he was the biggest star probably in the movie because he's really got a lot of star power him right and now. Jessica Chastain. Yeah, you know, I really thought they were going to shove him down our throats, and uh, they didn't. You know, he got just as much screen time as the rest of them, which I liked. The only, the only character, and it wasn't because of acting, because the acting was good. The only character I was disappointed in was Mike Hanlon. And no, I disagree. And, and here's the thing. And like, here's why. And, and I'm going to tell you why I was disappointed. I feel like he got robbed because the story goes through him. Just like in the uh, miniseries, they did the, the narration right. through Mike. Well, they didn't do narration, but he's the key to everything and where it's going. But I feel like they forgot or they cut or whatever all the cool stuff out. Like we get to a point where, and then, like I said, this isn't really a spoiler. We get to a point where they have to find all their tokens. We never get to see him. Like, everybody has a cool scene where it's so low, you find out what happened when the Losers Club broke up, and that's what their tokens are related to, and you find this out, and it's really cool. And, like, there's some really cool scenes out of that, let's be honest. The, oh, yeah. the Richie one is a great, the, you know, this, the, this, the, um, And a lot Eddie of people complained great. about how the movie dragged in those parts. I, I, I love those they were parts. Great. They were my they favorite were, parts of the movie. And I feel like Mike got robbed, because we never get to, like, everybody comes back, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, I got this rock. Right. Like, like, honestly, like, I'm sorry. That's It just now, was like, it was a disservice because I thought he did a great job acting. He I did. I just think that I wish and, that he would have gotten some of his own shine as far as the story went. Yeah, and, and what I liked about it, where I disagree with you with this, is Mike was really kind of like an afterthought in the first movie. He just kind of he was kind of there, and, you know, you see how he becomes friends with them, but he didn't really get a lot of screen time. This one, he was their leader. In my oh, opinion, yeah. he was the leader this time. I, I agree with you. He definitely He definitely had the most screen time. Yeah, but with that being said, it sucked because we didn't get to see any like character building. Yeah, like everybody that's... else, we got to see amazing amounts of character, yeah. and it was it was awesome to see. And I just I wish we would have gotten that with him. Maybe maybe if there is a super cut, maybe that's one of the deleted scenes. Maybe and I would like to see that because I feel like they just cut it because they're like, okay, well he, we're getting giving him screen time because he's tying everything together. So instead of like giving him actual stuff, and that's what I was just. And then once again, it had nothing to do with the actor. I thought uh, the actor plays him, Isaiah. He's great. Yeah, I thought the uh, the the and I thought the character was good. I just didn't like the fact that he was the only one that didn't have a story. Yeah, like everybody else got and and once again that part of the movie is sticks out the best to me because that part of the movie kind of tied everybody in and everybody got this super cool story. I mean, personally, I think the best one out of all of them was Eddie's, followed by Richie's, and they were both great. Oh yeah, and those um, actors, you know, Bill Hader. Oh man! <laughs> well, first you have Finn Wolfhard playing parts of yeah, them, and then you switches over to Bill Hader. And by the way, Bill the Hader perfect. was the perfect person to play an adult oh Finn my Wolfhard. God, a per- perfect and stole the movie. And I also want both, to point that out, character stole the movie in both oh, films. Yeah, I agree, I agree, and uh, I love that they went super deep into his back. I'm not going to give it away, but I caught on instantly to what was going to happen at the end with his character and uh well this part is kind of out there pennywise knows his secret yeah and i and i and i was like when you find out when you see what it is and you're like oh shit they're actually pulling that trigger and that's what he's doing but then i also dug the fact that at the end of the movie i kind of felt that that's where they were going to go with it and they did and i'm and i wasn't disappointed though because it was really cool it was really nice how they finished it up right right and uh i love how 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 believe it or not the ending of this movie is phenomenal the way that they ended the movie, I think, is phenomenal. Very I touching. Like, and, I, and I like how it tied everybody's story up, and it was a happy ending. And Yeah, I got a little misty-eyed in and here, And not only that, it ties into the fact that Bill can never write a good ending. 
Yeah, that is that is a running thing. And uh, mind you, I mean that, that's not a spoiler. I'm sorry if it's somebody, but throughout the movie, that's one of the things people always tell him. His books have horrible endings. Yeah, and he's getting to the, write this final book, and it's basically you know this, and he's getting this ending, and then you see everybody's real life ending, and this is kind of like alluding that this is his ending, right? As well, and you go, oh man, so he wrote this amazing ending, and yeah. I thought I I really did. I did not feel disappointing in the ending. Uh, I don't want to give it away because I feel like. That thing, the, the the actual thing that breaks out at the end there to yeah. get to the ending. And I know we're talking in circles. I'm sorry, but we don't want to give it away because you need to see it. It's so touching. It's such a great, it's it's touching, but it also makes you happy because everybody has a really cool ending. Right. And some of it you didn't see coming and some of it you did. Right. Uh, it, was a, it had a sad ending. It was, but it was also happy. Sad and happy. It, it again, weird, I got kind of misty out. It, it made me a little emotional sitting there. I, I do want to point out, isn't it? This is a little uh, behind the whatever that... Uh, Eddie's wife is played by the same actress that played his mother. Yeah. Did you notice that? I did notice that. So his the, And they the, make a couple cracks about and, uh, that. Mind, mind you, she looks different. Yeah. But in the book, it also said that his his wife looked like his mother. Right. So they, they, they uh, you know, the, the Annie Muschietti went uh, one step further and was like, okay, we'll just cast the wife, make her look a little... Di- <laughs> right. Make her look a little... Like, like, they had her all done up and made her look old for when she was his mother. And then they made her look probably like her normal self to be his wife. But you could tell it was like, oh, man, they could be related. Right. Well, it's the same person. I was perfect. I thought that was perfect. Yeah. That was one of those... Those are the little details that they put into this movie I thought were phenomenal. Right. Now, I don't know about you, but this movie, atmosphere-wise, is still delivered. Yeah, it looked. It was a perfect complementary piece to part one. Mm-hmm. Perfect complementary yeah, piece. Yeah, they, they continued on. But where this movie excelled was the gore. Yeah, and it they definitely had brought gore. the gore. Jessica Chastain made a comment early on when they were filming this that there was a scene that she thinks had more blood than any other scene in, in the history and of she movies. Was not lying. She wasn't lying. Actually, there was a couple scenes in this movie that had amazing amounts of blood, but that, that, that particular one, scene definitely does have the most. Yeah. Uh, and it's also an amazing scene, too. Yeah, it really was. I love that scene. Uh, but uh, I, I, also, kid violence. <laughs> yeah, if you if you're squeamish of kids being uh, violated possibly by a clown, uh, you might want to stay away from this movie because yeah. it, it happens. Yeah, it times. Uh, I do also want to throw out that I love the fact. I mean, obviously they embellished on it a little bit because they had to, and I think they made it more modern and to the times, and I liked that part. But they did open the movie the way the book opens. Okay. Uh, I do like the if you if you're familiar with the the Ip book, uh, it it opens with a he basically kills a gay guy in the beginning of the book, and the guy's chastised by the town for being gay, and he has this hat. I was not aware of that. I've yeah, never read the book. That's so. that's actually in the beginning of it. Uh, and in the movie for chapter two, they open with that scene. They 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 add to it. They add to it, so it's different. So you still need to see it, and it's crazy. Yeah, it was but crazy. I, I love the way it opens. And uh, I, I thought that it was cool to have that nod to the book. There was other nods to the book. Also, I know this is going to kind of be a spoiler, and it's a little more spoiler than we talk about, but I, I popped hard for the Stephen King cameo. Yeah. That was actually a great scene. That was a really great scene. I won't give scene. away the scene, but Stephen King cameo. Yeah, usually. I was sitting there, and I went, oh, it's Stephen King. It usually his cameos in his movies, I kind of roll my eyes at him. This one was great. This one was perfect. And he's talking to himself. Yeah, because if you remember when Stephen King wrote the book, it he always said that his he he wrote the book. The character of Bill was based on him, right? As a writer and everything was based on Stephen King, 
And like I said, I don't want to go into too much detail, but he ends up talking to Bill in the movie in his cameo. So it's basically Stephen King talking to himself. Right. And it is phenomenal. I love that. That scene. was a great scene. I really enjoyed that scene. So fun and, little scene. And, 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 and this is the real spoiler alert. Sorry. He, he's one of the people that thinks Bill has horrible endings. Yeah. So that ties in and it's great. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. There, once again, I came out of this movie. I do not think it was as good as the first, but Agreed. I don't think it's far off. I, I, if you, if I go back and I mean, we weren't doing the show then, if I go back, I rated it chapter one at an eight and a half. Yeah. I thought the movie was phenomenal. I love the pacing. I love the characters. I liked everything about it. Chapter one. I wasn't far off in this movie. There was only a couple things where I was like, I wish they would have done this or that. And mind you in deleted scenes, they may. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I gave this movie and I, I'm just going to throw it out there. And I know, I know what you gave it cause I read your review, but I gave this movie an eight cause I thought it was only a half a point less it wasn't anything that uh anybody particularly did i liked the way it ended i liked the way the movie was paced it didn't feel like three hours even though it was three hours long you got a lot of stuff but at no point to me did it feel like i was sitting there wasting my time i will throw this out there about an hour and a half in so halfway through the movie i had to go to the bathroom really bad and i held through and held out and fought the good fight and i made it because i didn't want to miss anything like I, 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 I didn't want it. It was that to me makes it a great movie that I didn't want to miss anything. Right. The last movie that I sat through that long that I had to go to the bathroom midway through was uh, Avengers Endgame. And once again, I didn't go through that because that movie's amazing and hit all the points. And this movie did much the same. Right. So I'm like, if we, this was the Three Fat Nerds podcast, I've already said it to my guys, uh, both the first one and the second one, I would certify nerd is what our, our top spot is, uh, a five out of five on that show. And in this show, we do it out of 10. And I would say it was an eight because the other one was eight and a half. This was an eight, which is a, amazing. It's a great. Uh, I thought it hit everything. There, yeah. there wasn't anything missing. So I gave it the same that I gave Ready or Not. Yeah. Well, I, I'll kind of talk about it a little bit. My opinion of it was too. So the original movie I gave, I did a review on that, and I kind of went back and read that. I was like, oh, what was I thinking? So I gave the the first one a seven and a half out of ten. Um, kind of looked at it, and I was just like, you know, I I really at the time enjoyed the original miniseries, even though I knew it was flawed. And there were parts of that that I thought were done better initially. And the more times I've seen the movie, and the more I've been able to digest that, I. I did not score that as fairly. I, I think it should have probably, you know, maybe given it like an eight or an eight and a half out of 10. Um, the new one here was, you know, and I'm not saying I didn't like it because I did think it was excellent. Um, I, I did not think it was as good as part one. The kids were great in the first one, and I just thought that the whole flow of the first movie was a lot better. There was nothing about it that I thought that there were really any mistakes that were made. This one, um, I did feel like there were some moments that did lag. Um, there was plot points, like, you know, said with Mike, you know, that they, they kind of like forgot about him, even though he was the leader and there was things that they wish that they would have done. There was some really horrifying scenes, like the scene with Eddie in the basement, uh, you know, it where so it good. was, That's so good. it was good. Uh, but there was a lot of these moments that should have been terrifying that they threw the comedy in that, you know, it was good. It was funny. I laughed, you know, like crazy, but could it have been more effective if they didn't go with the, the vomit? You know, and, and the comedy on it. Uh, I, I laughed my head off when I saw it. I thought it was great, but, you know, there there was a lot of these things where there were these horrifying things happen, and then they turned it into comedy. I feel... Here's the thing. First of all, you're dealing with a movie where the, the killer is a clown. Right. So, I mean, that, I'm just going to say that. And I mean, and it's nothing against, you know, whatever. And I get your point. 
I want to. This would be my argument. If they didn't make those jokes, then this movie becomes completely mean spirited. Yeah. Unfortunately, this movie is such on the line of such a mean spirited movie that you have to kind of go extra on the comedy when you can. Because think about it. This is a movie where, it, and I mean, I'm not going to spoil. Like I said, but there is multiple children who die in this movie. Yeah. And it's gruesome. Like children, children. I'm right. talking like young children, which is always a tough thing to watch in a movie, no matter what movie it is. I mean, it, you know, we saw Georgie in the first one and stuff, but like children, children. Oh yeah, Georgie's age get it in this movie, and you, you expect that out of it. Let's be honest, you expect oh, yeah. that out of Pennywise completely. But if you don't add some of the extra humor to the movie, then it's lost. Right. And, and, and again, I, and I don't I, have a problem with I, that because no, the humor was great. I, 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 but I understand your point. And I, I sometimes I'd like to see like mean spirited, i.e. Friday the thirteenth part five. Mm-hmm. But like you get to sometimes where and, and then of course you can go too far in comedy, which Freddy's dead. There you go. Oh, I got it in there. You. I got it in there. I knew it was you gonna happen eventually. But, but once again, but it still proves my point though. You can go too far because that was too, and, you know, like, there totally were things in this movie that reminded humor. me of Nightmare on Elm Street. A no, lot of it. Oh yeah, yeah. This movie was very brooding. Like once again, I feel like Yes, I, I agree with you. There was too much comedy, but I only think that existed because this movie was way more mean-spirited than the original. Right. Or chapter one, I should say. Yeah, and it, it did need it. Cause, it cause, did need it. Because chapter one had mean spirits to it, but it, but it had a lot of comedy in it, but, too, with yeah, the way that but they... It wasn't, but, it wasn't, but it wasn't as mean-spirited. Right. This movie was a mean movie. Oh, yeah. Like, if you take the comedy out of this movie, like, this movie is horrifying. Like it is. And that's what I'm saying, you know, would it have been a better movie if it had that just if it was as horrifying, you know, it broke it up, I you know, the comedy did break it up. Though. And again, I liked the comedy, especially Bill Hader. But would it have been even better if it was more of a horror movie? If it was a slasher film, then I would agree with you. It is not a slasher film. And that is the difference. Yeah. So like, it, and, I, and I mean, it sounds like a cop out, but like part five of Friday the 13th, which we were just talking about. I like that because it's a slasher film and my slasher films give me bodies, give me lots of bodies, right. give, me, give me interesting ways of killing them. That's how it is. This movie is more of a, a it's it, it's it's a horror movie through, right. through and through, but it's more psychological and the fear and everything that Pennywise stands for. And that's where you have to get into that headspace. And unfortunately, when you go too far. It gets it could become real bad. Right. And in this movie, there was a lot of things that were super like horribly mean, and things that happened in this movie. That if you don't make those jokes to kind of bring it back, I think you're going to turn audiences off because not only do you have a ton of gore in this movie, but it would then become super mean, and then right. a lot of audience would be turned off. So I think you, I think the comedy, I think the excess comedy was only there to go, oh okay, right, it, to bring and it, honestly, it was to bring you back down. Because something real messed up would happen. And they would let it simmer, the messed up. They'd let it build, they'd let the hype build, and then it would happen. And then the next scene would be something funny. But it, it kind of had to balance you. Yeah, so and really, it did have that balance. It, and in a way, I think that it's perfectly balanced. Because think about it. It was excessively violent and gory. But it was also excessively funny. Right. So it actually balanced. Whereas the first one, it was still funny. Don't get me wrong. But... It wasn't as mean-spirited, right. so the bar wasn't as high. So it only had to come up so much in the humor. Yeah. So I don't know. That's how I, that's how I look at it, just me. The other things I want to, since I'll be the negative Nancy here about the thing, um, the Debbie Downer, so to speak, the, the, the thing I really did not like about this one is that there was a lot less of Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise the Clown. In this movie, it takes the form more of things that they are afraid of, and there was more of the other... Uh, versions of the demon, so to speak, than there was Pennywise. Bill Skarsgård was so good in that role. He looked so good. He was so terrifying. And I get why they did it. 
I understand that, but I just would have liked to have seen more of him and less of the other versions of it. Um, I so, I like it. I do. I like it. However, I will also. They were terrifying. No, they were terrifying. The Don't get me wrong. I kind of, I kind of, my my take on it is kind of like the Bray Wyatt take right now. The less you see, sometimes the more terrifying. Yeah. And it was a built suspense. So when you saw him as Pennywise, you knew something bad was going to happen. True. Like real bad, like next level bad. I mean, and it didn't disappoint because every time he was in a scene where he was doing something as Pennywise the clown. It was even worse. It was worse. It was horrible. And it was it was amazing, though, because it was really good. Yeah. And I think that builds the suspense a little more. You had to one-up Dandy somewhere. I mean, I, I agree with you. I love Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. I think he's phenomenal. I would like to see more of that character. That would be the only reason I would like to see a prequel, because I would assume Get to see we would see more of, see more of him. Yeah. Uh, but without that, I, 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 I don't know. I just thought it was nice and balanced. And yes, there was a lot of humor, but I like the callbacks too. Yeah. I mean, my favorite callback in any of these movies has been uh, Beep Beep Richie. Right. Because we got that, of course, that was from the miniseries. Right. That then transformed into the first one, of course, where he's in a coffin thing and then, it, then, then Pennywise pops up and he's like, Beep Beep Richie. And then in this movie, it's not said by Pennywise. No. But it's great. Beverly. Yeah. And it's great. It's, it comes into the final scene and she as they're carrying up. She's just like, beep, beep, Richie. <laughs> and it's just, it, it's just thrown in there to almost say, hey, that was what he used to terrify you. Now we're going to go kick his ass. Right. And I, I thought that was kind of one of those things where they use something interesting. Right. There was a lot of psychological things that they made decisions on. And also I liked how, how going throughout the movie, they kept a hand to the past. They did use some things from the miniseries and obviously from the book. And throughout the movie, you could see that. They would right. go back and forth. And then they would add their own flair to them as well. Right. But it was things you were familiar with, i.e., you know, characters, certain characters and certain things that happened in the original miniseries happen in a way in this one. It's similar. They would expand on it. Right. This is the great part. When you go into the third act, into the final portion, it is completely different than anything yeah it wasn't i i did not like the climax i'm going to talk about the things i loved in a second here before we wrap it up but um i i hated the climax really? i thought it was just a big action fest it was a cgi fest it was over the top i did not like that stuff in the in the cave that they're in in, in pennywise's home so to speak where they I go deeper was, into the i felt it was better the than the tunnels. original miniseries it was better than that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It was better than that. Very cheesy it this was, was actually yeah like, it was better and it has I just, one of the most important parts of the movie in that third act yeah. I'm without giving it away. Right. It did. I just, there was something about it I really did not like just because it was so much, they just, they blew the budget, you know, it seemed like into that part of the movie. I don't know, it was just a big action. Everywhere. They did, but that scene was just so over the top. But how that, do you, how do you do that scene without it being over the top? I don't know. I don't know what it's I would have done. Because in the book, it's luckily over, I'm not the one that has to come up with that in stuff. The, in so. the book, it's over the top as well. Like that scene is supposed to be this huge blow off anyways. Right. So, I mean, you had, the, I'm glad they didn't go the original route with it. Oh, yeah. Like, like we didn't get the turtle. Yeah. Thank God. Okay. Like, there's a spoiler, I guess, if you guys were looking forward to seeing the turtle. That's not happening. But I like what they did because, I don't know. I, I personally, we'll talk. I don't want to give it away. Like the, right. Cause, 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 but I did like how they did it because then we got to see something we didn't get to see before. Right. Well, I, I just to kind of hit on the things that I did like, because I don't want to sound like a total negative person in this. Bill Hader, uh, you know, stole the movie, as Amazing. I mentioned before. I don't know that the movie will get nominated for Golden Globes and Academy Awards because they tend to shun horror movies. Bill Hader deserves to be nominated for Best Supporting Actor on both of those award shows. He stole the movie. He was the best character in this movie. 
he was phenomenal. And I'm not the biggest Bill Hader fan. I know a lot of people dig him. I could kind of take or leave him. There's certain things I've seen him in that I like him in, like Adventureland. Other things I could care less. He stole this movie. He was he far exceeded my expectations. And I can I, before you go on, I co-sign all that. I believe he was amazing in this movie. Yeah, I thought he was the honestly. I I thought I love that character. I love Finn Wolfhard playing that character as a child, and what he continues in perfect this movie. Perfect counterpart. And I love Bill Hader as adult Richie because it's perfect. And yeah. I love the depth they added to the character that's something they didn't do in the first miniseries and in the book in a little bit of ways because they obviously Stephen King's very good at building characters they did a little bit but I feel like out of all the because I've read the book I've seen the miniseries and I've seen this and I think out of all of them I prefer the depth of the character in this movie right and the way that it is portrayed one other thing that I want to say another character um you know it, it's I don't know we can call it a spoiler you can call it whatever you want if you've read the book you know that it's a plot if you've seen the miniseries the same thing happens here so Stan when they become adults and they you know Stan gets the phone call and he finds out that you know it is back uh he commits suicide and in this one first of all it comes back around and he explains why he did it as opposed to the miniseries where they don't really say but there was some really you know you almost forget about the character in the miniseries he becomes forgotten when they're adults in this one they almost went down that route and then they tied it back in and there were some very very tender moments that brought that when they were adults when they were getting ready to do certain things where they brought stand back into it and, and they spirit, talk the about it was still in the movie it really was and it was it was very heartwarming moments the ending you know again the, the end of part this, the ending oh yeah the ending i it it was something i i got chills i i became a little emotional with it it had a wonderful wonderful ending i i, we, I won't do it because of spoilers things but uh when uh we get off air. I will talk to you. Uh, if you've seen the movie already, I, I, there's, I suggest there's a, there's a few different things out there. I know one of them is CZ's World on uh, YouTube. Check it out. There's Easter eggs. Uh, what I want to talk about, Mike, is in there. So if you've seen the movie, go ahead and watch that because there's a bunch of Easter eggs. There's one Easter egg in particular that deals with uh, Stan in a way and somebody else in the movie because I don't want to give it away. Uh, and it's like, oh. And then I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. They did foreshadow all of this in the first movie. Right. And it's really cool. But, I mean, I love how the spirit stays in and how there's an importance given to characters, whether they're there or not. Right. And I th and that's, once again, the character development portion. Right. And I thought that they did an amazing job in part one, and they continued that into part two, and the character development was great. Right. And I liked how uh, young Ben from the original miniseries had a role. Yes, <laughs> yes. In this, so it's kind of it looks exactly the same, just an adult version of him. But uh, I, I kind of like that they got him. There also, was a good article on Bloody Disgusting that I posted on our Facebook page last week about that. A really good article. It's a nice read. I, I also like what they did with uh, Henry Bowers. Yeah, that I character like, I kind of was kind of. Here's eh. the thing. Here's the thing. I like what they did, and I'm not saying that I like it overall. Like, it was better than the miniseries. But it was better than the mini. That's what I was gonna say. They handled it way better in the miniseries. I did like his his little portions of the world in this. Yeah, better than the miniseries because it tied in better. I, I especially like when he attacks Eddie. <laughs> Eddie fights him off, and he talks about his mullet. You know, he kind of makes a wise crack about his mullet as he's walking out of the room after he's gotten yeah. hurt and whatnot. So, uh, Eddie, you know, that was a that was a good character too. The bickering between him and Richie was great. You know, that carried on between the first movie and the second movie. Oh, so, so good. So there was some good stuff there. Uh, overall, when I when I did the review, and I'm going to stick by this review, even if I go back and I read this back in a couple of years after seeing the movie again a few times, I gave it a seven out of ten. I think it's a fair score. Uh, I did not think it was as good as the first movie. I, I wish I could go back and I could update my original review and make you know seven point five 
five to maybe an eight for the first movie, which I think is still a very good score for a horror movie. Uh, um, we're, we're in the same neighborhood. I just think it was a lot better. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, overall, you know, when I wrote my first review, one of the points that I made when I read this back, I couldn't believe I wrote it, was that I didn't know that, you know, 30 years down the line that this movie was going to be looked back on fondly or as something iconic. You know, one of those movies like a Friday the 13th, like a Nightmare on Elm Street, like a Halloween, you know, something iconic. It's going to. Oh, yeah. This movie is going to hold up very well. It is going to be a classic for, for a long, long Absolutely. time. And if they put out a super cut, I'm in. Oh, yeah, I'll buy it, too. I'm in. So, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, seven out of ten. All right, right on. Well, uh, that brings us uh, to, to my closing real quick. Once again, if you want to tell us what you thought about It Chapter 2 or anything we talked about or just want to discuss anything with us in general, uh, you can reach us on Facebook, HorrorZone607. Remember to like, share, rate, review that page to help us out. Also, uh, fo- uh, follow us on Twitter, at HorrorZone607. For all of social medias, whenever talking about HorrorZone607, use our hashtag, HC607. Also visit 8122productions.com and read Mike C's review of uh, It Chapter 2. It is up there. It's really good. It's under HZ607 articles. While you're there, check out everything else that we have to offer from the three fat nerds and so on and so forth. Check out our sponsors that allow 8122 uh, Productions to be in uh, business, including Dragon Master Games, who provides us with our studio. Of course, check out Friends of the Show, which includes our good friends over at the uh, ODPH, the Otodura Parlay Hour. Check those guys out. Uh, That takes you over to their website and stuff. And much, much more will be coming to 8122productions.com in the near future uh, this upcoming week because we've mentioned it before and I'm going to actually be throwing it out in the world this upcoming week uh, we will be putting something on Facebook and stuff to order H Horizon 607 shirts so if you are interested you can reach out to us on Facebook you can reach we'll give you also I'll give you other avenues to reach out to us and we can definitely get those uh, ordered and out to you because uh, they're really cool in my opinion uh, on top of that. So uh, that's, that's something else. And like I said, you heard about Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Check them out, scifihorrorfest.com. Uh, also, Scarecon, scarecon.com. Uh, they were in the things, and you can check them out. Uh, it's great. So I'm stumbling and bumbling, so that means it's the end of the show, and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank you all for listening. Uh, we, we appreciate you turning, tuning into the show each and every week. Next week, we'll be back in the studio bringing you more of the big, the week's biggest horror movie news and talking a whole lot of horror. Thank you so much for being here, and we will see you next week. See ya.